Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden, and you're listening to Queer Stories. This week, Salvan Kumar is a youth worker who supports newly arrived migrants and refugees in St George and Sutherland Shire. He's worked as a teacher in Fiji, Western Sydney, Townsville and Doomadgee before moving back to Sydney to become a social worker. He practices yoga, loves cooking, writes poetry and is currently writing a book. It was a cold Wednesday night in the winter of 2018 when Scott and I sat having a beer at a pub outside Town Hall Station a VB, our favorite. We dated for about six months, but talked online for more than a year before that night. He is now my lawfully married husband. In that pub, I was lying to him, saying I did not expect any extravagant fanfare if I was ever asked to marry someone. <laughs> the way I had actually imagined it was being caught by surprise in some exotic location overseas, where he would go down on one knee at the top of a mountain and bring out a Louis Vuitton bag <laughs> with personalized engraving, and inside the bag, a Medusa print Versace shirt. <laughs> All that to trick me and blow my mind away, followed by a proposal ring. In the background would be a live performance by about 50 or so dancers to a romantic Bollywood number that I had grown up listening to. <laughs> Scott and I both knew we loved each other and in that pub, among all that blokey background cheering for some rugby match that was being played live on a huge screen, which both of us paid no attention to, Scott asked me to marry him. <laughs> in a pub without fanfare, <laughs> because he was the kind of person who got the hint and didn't waste time making up his mind. I said yes immediately, also hoping not to catch the attention of all that beefcake who were watching a bunch of men on screen. <laughs> I called Scott later that night, once the alcohol wore off, and the next day just to make sure. We moved in, logged in the reception venue, decided the guest list, the invitation cards went out, we met the priest and booked in our Hindu wedding. Everything was running as planned, except that I hadn't told my parents who live in Fiji that I was getting married. Things for them were already not easy as my brother had eloped with a girl and then brought her home to live with my parents. It was the biggest shame to my Fiji-born, Indian background, conservative, brown, strict parents who lived their lives according to societal norms. To add to the dread, <laughs> to add to the dread, the Prime Minister of Fiji made a public statement at a groundbreaking ceremony that same-sex marriages would never happen in Fiji. 
Among all this was the news of my wedding, like a thermonuclear bomb seconds before impact. Sometime in March, after much consultation with friends, I sent my parents a message on Viber, telling them both I was getting married in August. There was no reply. Two days after, I called mum like I did most days, at 5.45 a.m., leaving for yoga. It was 7.45 in Fiji. How are you? I asked. I'm good, just making rotis and curry for everyone's lunch. There was a pause. Two long seconds. Overseas calls to Fiji are quick and very loud because they can be expensive or crackling on free apps. Did you get my message? I asked. Yes, we did. I'll talk to you later. My roti is burning. The line went dead. That evening, my dad sent me a message saying I should stop all this, that no one would be happy, and that the prime minister did not accept this either. My inner Kali, the goddess of death and doomsday, had been awakened and she wasn't going to rest until her performance was over. <laughs> so I sent my father a reply message, 1,400 words altogether. In all the messages I sent to him, which I got one sentence or one word replies to, usually just, okay, I must have written enough for a master's thesis. Between these messages, there was a respectful silence on the gender and sexuality topic that we had grown to almost accept. We sort of talked about it and sort of didn't. Most times me trying to and either the topic was changed or my mom would tell me her dal or her curry is burning. A few months passed and it felt like my parents had started to pretend the wedding wasn't happening at all. Then one morning, with a calm and clear mind, I sent them both the wedding invitation and said, here are the details. If you guys came, I'd be the happiest, and if you didn't, I'd still love you the same. Dad replied, okay, we'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> I became a bit panicky. What if they came and my mom fulfilled her role of being an overdramatic mother to a gay son and beat her chest, crying and cursed the priest for seven rebirths? <laughs> there is no pressure, I quickly added in my message to them. The next morning, after yoga and meditation at the studio, while on my way to the station along Redfern Street, I switched my phone back on. As it started to come back to life, the notifications began to show up. The first one was a missed call from my friend Kailesh in Brisbane, who calls me every morning at 6 a.m. The second was a Viber message from my father. It read, Mom and I had a talk and we dot dot dot. I quickly tapped on the message. I could hear my heartbeat. All my focus was on my phone. Any moment now and I could get hit by a person or a vehicle, but I couldn't care at that time. My phone screen went bright white for a second. Then the Viber app started to load. Seconds passed. I looked up to find myself at the red light crossing on Regent Street. Still loading. I crossed the road as fast as I could. Long strides and a slight jump in my walk. Still loading. Finally, as I waited to cross the next set of lights in front of Redfern Police Station, the message appeared on my phone. 
I took a second and read. Mom and I talked and we will come to the wedding. Please send us the paperwork to lodge our visa. I read it again. My, vis my vision became blurry and I looked up at the sky. The tears rolled down. While crossing the road this time, I didn't make eye contact with a man selling magazines who always says, good morning to you. I quickly went down the escalators to platform 12 and got on my train to Rockdale. I cried looking out the window so no one could see my tears. The entire trip was full of images of my childhood growing up in Fiji. By midday, we extended invitations to some of my cousins, aunts and uncles. Come nightfall, our guest list had increased from 56 to 106. <laughs> because my parents had opened the door to the entire clan. People were coming from all over. I had a full-on wedding, three days of rituals and events from Ahaldi, Sangeet, and Mehendi, and delicious piesum by the amazing Rohan on Thursday night. A garden-themed Hindu ceremony on Friday, where my mom wore my favorite peach, yellow, and purple silk sari I gifted her once, and dad wore a matching pink shirt. One of the guests told me later that my mom gra grabbed Scott by the arm and said, come take a photo with me. <laughs> On Saturday evening, a Western wedding reception with alcohol literally flowing, <laughs> the fabulous Radha Labia as our MC, who cried when my dad delivered his speech. Wedding drama and my cousins dancing till they dropped, cleaning the dance floor with their suits. The next morning, all my family that traveled from all over sat everywhere in the living room. The sofa, the floor, the coffee tables, they sat on everything. <laughs> All shades of color in that room with, with Scott and I at the far ends of the spectrum. My dad's older sister followed me into the kitchen. She held my arm and said softly, Scott is a really nice guy. I'm so happy for you. Then she reached up and placed both her hands on my head. All my blessings with you and Scott. I walked back into the living room, finding my way around the maze of people and sat down. My mom's brother said in his loud voice, Scott, if Selvin ever makes your life hard for you, give us a call and we'll fix him up. <laughs> you are now our son and we will look after you. And that is how my family reacted to my wedding. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, and follow Queer Stories on Facebook for updates. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.